My goodness, don't you remember when you went first to school? You went to kindergarten. And in kindergarten, the idea was to push along so that you could get into first grade, and then push along so that you could get into second grade, so on, going up and up. And then you went to high school, and this was a great transition in life. And now the pressure is being put on. You must get ahead. You must go up the grades and finally be good enough to get to college. And then when you get to college, you're still going step by step up to the great moment in which you're ready to go out into the world. And then when you get out into this famous world comes the struggle for success in profession or business. And again, there seems to be a ladder before you, something for which you're reaching all the time. And then, suddenly, when you're about 40 or 45 years old in the middle of life, you wake up one day and say, Huh? I've arrived. I feel pretty much the same as I've always felt. In fact, I'm not so sure that I don't feel a little bit cheated. You can't live at all unless you can live fully now. Bro, I don't know what it is about the Atlanta Hawks, but then I just look at them and be like, nobody should be losing to y'all. Dog, I swear, man. That, that's my thing. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to believe in them when they hold up that fucking championship trophy because I still don't believe in them. I just feel like – I feel like a lot of teams approach them like we do. Like, they underestimate them. But I'm just always under the impression that you're not going to run through me and your best player is six feet tall. That's, you know, that's, that's slightly unusual. And I'm telling you, if you go back and look at that New York Knicks series, I mean, he went the fuck off on the Bucks, And to me, that's a bad sign because he did not go off on the Knicks like that. Like, he had he had some games where I honestly feel the Knicks defended him very well. I honestly feel like the Knicks, if it wasn't for Julius Randle disappearing, the Knicks were a better team. Like, they just put that nigga Julius Randle, their best player, he disappeared. Trey Young has not disappeared. He's played good or great. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't played bad. Julius Randle played either bad or good. You got, you got, um, honestly, you got Chris Middleton either playing bad, good, or great. Like right now, yeah, right now you either got to play good or you got to play great. And Paul George has been playing good and he has some great games. But you you playing great, but you got to get that dub. And you can't be hit missing free throws at the end. Like, come on, bro. But I to really me, feel like. I... Go ahead. No, I, just, I, was about to say, I really feel like that Philly series, I mean, that uh, Phoenix Clippers series is unfair due to the circumstances of health and shit. But I think if Kawhi was there, it'll definitely go six or seven again. But I, I, don't, I mean, I think I could see the Clippers getting swept. Especially Chris Ball's supposed to be back tonight, too. So you. You ain't got to worry about Cameron Payne handling the ball, but but to me, when I when I look up and I see that that Trey Young had forty eight points, almost fifty points on the box scores, like he didn't play enough defense. Y'all didn't y'all didn't action him enough in defense if he had the energy to put up forty eight points on you. He's not yeah, the prolific yeah. score that Kevin Durant is. Kevin Durant's gonna come thirty six, exactly. So I was like, you didn't play enough defense. I'm coming out here. I'm, if you're on Drew Holiday or you're on Chris Middleton. We coming out here. You guarding the ball. I'm I'm running pick and rolls to to put you on the person that I want want you guarding. Like I'm, I, you need to use some of this energy on defense. It's safe to say that PJ Tucker should be holding him. 
if you're if you're quote unquote putting your best defender on KD, then and he's and it's PJ Tucker. I don't see why PJ Tucker's not holding Trey Young. I'm telling you, you look back at that Knicks series, they did a fairly good job holding him. They had uh, they had the nigga with the dreads holding him, right? Nerlens Noel. That was Noel, right? He used to have yeah, the dreads. They, 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 they use size on. Them. Yeah, they use size. They on use size on. Them. That's that's what you go. That's what you do on stealth. It doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't work efficiently, but it does something. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna keep Steph in the 30, 35 range. Yeah, but you, you you're on. talking about this dude six one six two dropped forty eight points on y'all. Y'all didn't do anything to try to manage him. Like that's embarrassing. Like for real. I understand if he was six 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 seven and he's a Devin Booker type scorer, but this nigga is six one six two. Probably a, a buck ninety five. I hear busting y'all ass, and and he's able to create an offense too. And to me, mm-hmm. I mean, a- after after him, I mean, it's up in the air. air. Who's your second best player? Like it could either go Collins, Capella, or Gall- Gallinari. Like and, none and of the niggas are. None of the niggas are consistently number two. But I guess, man. I fucking guess. But shit, man, it's a lot of shit we can talk about, bro. It's a lot of shit we can talk about. Oh, jeez. Wake up. Told you you're going to be working, bro. Why you put this? Did you put this average income differences in here? Yeah. Why? I didn't really understand what that was about. What motivated that? The motivation behind behind that in the notes is again, you have we're like like we talk unfrequently about how how women price themselves out of the market. You know, you 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 get to this certain level of status and achievement, and you're making a set level of income, and it's like, okay, I can't deal with a man that works that makes less than this. So I was looking at that from the perspective of, all right, this is the median income for a woman. Once you're over that median, once you're once you're into that to, into that male median inventory, like you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage in trying to find a mate where you're looking for somebody that is going to make as much as you do. For the simple fact is that you're you're in man territory now. So, yeah, there are men that makes that much, but you want some man that makes more than that. And you're probably the woman's the woman's top. The, the woman's top tier is probably busting against that man, that male meeting. So, yeah, you do have some some higher value men out there that, you know, are making these numbers that you might have the possibility with. But at the same time, you're basically disc- discounting the whole average male population from your preference if you should say because you're looking at them solely based on financials and remember when we had we had remy on like one of her she said one of her first questions is like hey what's your credit score what's your financial status so that's you always know you're, gonna, you're that's getting, always gonna live free with us we always gonna remember that shit that shit was i'm bad. always gonna remember that because it, it, it was shocking to me but i get it but it's like you know you at, at the bubble you come you come with that it's like okay so what do you what are you really here for like you know, like I'll, 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 I'll see, you know, people that are nurses and teachers and, and this, this, and this. And, but I guess I could generally know what a nurse or teacher makes. So yeah. I guess it's when you come across that person where you're really not familiar with, with their line of business, where you really, oh, how, how well does that pay? How, how much do you do? Because 
Hey, I mean, I don't, I don't falter for it because you know it, it's it's a great question because you don't want a liability, <laughs> basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we got economy in terms of the actual social economy, and I'm just sitting here looking at these numbers. Like it says, women made up over 45 percent of the full time workers in Q4 in the BLS report, yet earned significantly less than their male counterparts. Men's medians weekly earning was above the general average at 1022 a week or 53144 per year. Women, though, were significantly below, below it as their median weekly earnings were $843, which is $43,836 per year. What year, what, what year was this? I don't recall. Okay, okay. Because I know, I, I know, how do I say this, man? Like, I know that in our community, black women are seen as the most educated. And um, it was interesting because I was reading this book on Father's Day. Uh, and it was about, you know, it, it was kind of about like the, uh, the Nazi scheme and how they were able to manipulate a certain group of people into buying into their theory and the ideology and people always need to be reminded of the fact that Germans were considered the most educated or the most the most educated specifically in the in the in the world at the time and I think a lot of times and just to jump back to the point I'm making I think a lot of times when people hear that most educated they automatically think highest earner when it's actually highest earning potential. But when I see these numbers, it's kind of baffling because I'm like, well, I hear a lot of women running around. You know, I know, like I said, in our community, it's a lot of, you know, oh, we're the most educated, we're the most educated. But then once again, I look at the amount of poverty and the negative net worth that really makes our community look very bad. And like, once again, you talk about averages and you talk about pricing yourself out of the market because we know specific people and we know specific groups that like to hold their achievements high. Once again, I respect a woman that makes 80, 90, 100,000, whatever. If she makes 55, 6,000, like I feel like a woman with a degree has the earning potential to make what a man makes. That's that's pretty fair, right? And I think that when a lot of women put themselves in that bracket to make more than what the average male makes in their community, they have to understand that they're pricing themselves out. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I'm just trying to clarify what you said in the beginning as well, because when I when I when right. you say price yourself out, we need you to understand that inevitable uh, settling is going to be inevitable for you in a sense of if your main talking point or your main interest point when talking or trying to deal with a man is his finances, then a lot of women today, after they go above average, what do they expect to do but to settle? Because what is a man going to do once he's above average in this economy today? I mean... Granted, Bezos and and Gates' wife were there from from the jump, but the only person that Bezos is going to go find on his level is his ex wife, <laughs> and he's only going to go much. find her because he he made her that way. Pretty much. So it's kind of like, 
So at the end of the day, you're going to quote unquote settle. If you that, really if, are. If, if, if their main driver is earnings Finance. and earnings potential, you're going to settle. I don't understand why, like, that's so that's so hard to understand. Like, I really wish that we can, like, play that clip from that video you sent me and J-Mark earlier. Like, I mean, we could play it, obviously, but just... Had a guy get me a Benz before and put me in a loft space and, you know, set my whole life up differently than what it was normally. And I feel like if you brought me to like this level and then we didn't work out, but we're still friends, you know, we don't, we didn't have beef and no one cheated. It was just, didn't work out. Um, but I still, ex I, I wasn't going to move from my space because it didn't work out. I wasn't going to give him back my car because I'm not going to downgrade my lifestyle because me and you are no longer together. And I just feel like if you put me in this space and that was under your budget then, what's the difference now? You know what I mean? you were my girlfriend. I was fucking you. Yeah, but I just... I was fucking I you. I just feel... Yeah, but I personally feel like, no, I'm not yeah, moving. Yeah, but see, <laughs> but see, what he did was this, though. He gave you the upgrade, but part of that upgrade is because you're with me. Yeah. You understand? So, so... Let me just go, though. So we didn't work out, me and you dating. You feel me? So I'm supposed to keep paying your loft and keep paying your bins. Now, I get it. You're a true boss if you do that, and that's the the vibe we're getting, but Jazz. No, it's just I'm not moving, and you, you're going to have to deal with it. If you want to stay upgraded, stay with me. If not, go see what's out oh, there. Oh, so then that. So then if that's the case, so yeah. you want me to stay with you for these items and use you, basically. Not for them. If you want to live like this, it comes with being with me. Okay. So, so then so then you would prefer a woman to just stay with you for her items and her lifestyle. My lifestyle is now contingent. My current new lifestyle that you upgraded me to is now contingent on me being in a relationship with you, and that's the only way I can have it in this moment. Then what then stops should, me then you from should just get married, staying then with Jazz, you for that? Then Jazz, you want him to keep your lifestyle up, keep paying your bills, keep you on that same upgraded level. No, you were dating a man that had money, so dating him came with a lifestyle. But if we're not working and our love is dead, I don't owe you to keep paying your, your car note and your mortgage. Entitled. I'm not entitled to. Now, if I'm that rich, then okay. But entitled, realistically, though. that isn't really my job. You should find you an, a man like me and upgrade to him and, and keep your but lifestyle. That takes, that takes time. So I just feel like if someone had me on a certain pedestal, you're not just because I we no longer working you're not just gonna rip the pedestal from me like or i'm gonna feel a type of way and just as petty and ruin dumb things i'm gonna ruin so, the car i'm gonna trash the house sponsor I'm a, you sponsor you make, until you move on not until i move on but give me you so know you until I, more time i think about i've been thinking about that clip all day because i think about the fact that millennials are highly obsessed with earning potential, but not only are they highly obsessed with earning potential and earnings, they're obsessed with lifestyles. And everybody, and like I told you earlier, everybody desires a lavish lifestyle. Everybody wants to be able to take trips on a quarterly basis. Everybody wants to be, honestly, everybody wants to have a chef if they can have a chef. Everybody wants to be able to have multiple vehicles if they can have multiple vehicles. Nobody wants to rent an apartment. Most people want houses. You know, like, it goes on. But the reality is, in this economy, there are reports going out that Americans, specifically millennials and moving forward, should look forward to being a nation of renters. Like, that tells you a lot about what people are making on average. If they're saying that your average person today, even a high earning person, 
probably should look forward to renting. Owning a home is probably not in their best interest. That says a lot. So if you're a one person and you feel like, hey, you know, I make enough money to, you know, buy my own home and I can take care of myself and da da this and that, you're probably in an above average bracket, probably way above. So therefore, what are you looking for in a man? Like, at, at that at that point, it's like, why are why why is their income a key driver? You got the income covered. Not saying that you bring somebody in that you're going to have to support, but it's like I can put myself in a home if I want to put a home. I can put myself in a Lexus if I want to put myself in a Lexus. Like I can do all these things myself. So this other person is something I need them to come in and bring something that I can't do. And I think that's traditionally what men look for. We know we're bringing a woman in to do the things that we cannot do. And, that, and, and I'm can, glad you said I, that. I, I, can only, I can only love myself to a certain extent. I can only talk to myself in a certain extent. I can only find so much companionship in myself. Yeah, indeed, indeed. But like you just said, we, we've become a society of hyper-independent people. And it's wild. And, and, and I said something about it the other day. When I talk about lack of ambition, people that don't want to hustle, people that don't want to work anymore, like you have these women on one side of the spectrum that don't mind working. They don't mind going to school, getting a master's, getting a PhD. But the reality is, once again, speaking on our community specifically, everybody doesn't have that hustle and that drive. And when you think about the average person, I would honestly, I would honestly say nowadays the average person probably maybe has a trade. I wouldn't even say the average person in our community has a bachelor's degree. I'm going to be honest with you. No. Or they either have a trade or they have time served. Oh, yeah, experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because most of the women I know, honestly, they have either government jobs or time served. And I say government job because a lot of times that government job can fall in line with a bachelor's degree or that time serving experience. So they usually fall in that line. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I know a very small handful of women that have masters and PhDs, or even mm-hmm. that are even seeking the masters. And for people listening, the purpose of this conversation, because we probably sound like we all over the place, is the fact that. Women specifically don't understand basic economics in terms of the dating market. And we've talked about this before on IG Live and just driving it back because it seems like it's getting worse. And it seems like with this influx of people not wanting to work, I think it's going to get crazy because it's not only women that don't want to work, it's men too. So as the culture becomes more scam like everybody want to scam everybody want to get their ppps everybody want to live on unemployment for as long as they can with that becoming the norm probably for the next few years and who knows how much longer because what you told me when you was i mean not specifically what you said when you were driving home last night what you said about not hiring signs they're everywhere everywhere it's way too many 
And when you think about that, and then you're out here on the dating market trying to find trying to find somebody that's financially on your level, it gets to the point where I start asking like shit, why you just don't why you just ain't looking at somebody that's in your exact field? Like I don't see why a nurse wouldn't want to date another nurse. Because in reality, that's probably your best bet these days. Dating mm-hmm. somebody in your field. Because nowadays, if you just bumping into a lot of randos, linking up, trying to date, a lot of these people, for lack of a better term, they don't got it like that in our community. Like I'm noticing that more and more. Like when I look, when I scroll Instagram and I see so many women on there talking about cash at me this and if you don't want to do this for me, you ain't gonna get my that stuff baffles me because I know a lot of that is projection. And I know a lot of that just means that these women desire a lifestyle that they cannot afford. And the only way to get that lifestyle is to strip the resources from some simp, from some man that's just like, you know what? Uh, I'm trying to smash, so so here you go. You know, but the reality is we're a nation of people that long for something that we honestly don't deserve because we ain't willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. The work, the work you're willing to put into it is to scam a nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I'm sitting, like, I'm sitting there thinking about this chick, man. This chick is sitting here saying, if I date a guy and he got bread, and then he, and then he, like, he put me in an apartment, you know, he put me in a nice house or whatever, put me in a nice car, you know, give me all these nice things, and he break up. She like, I'm not gonna, I'm not giving it back. And she, she basically I, said, if you introduce me to a lifestyle, you're required to make sure I still maintain this lifestyle even after we're done. And that's a, and you see that a lot in, in celebrity divorces when it comes to like child support. It's like, oh well, you know, I'm, I was married to, to you know, ex NBA player for 15 years. I'm used to living a certain kind of way now. So therefore, since I'm used to living this way, you have to you have to make sure that I still maintain it. It's that's my why, responsibility. That's why Blake Griffin was paying like a quarter million dollars a month for child support. It doesn't take a quarter million dollars for a child, but when you're supporting both mother and child, it still doesn't take a quarter million dollars a month. But she has that lifestyle she has to maintain. It's not about maintaining the child's lifestyle. It's about maintaining hers as well. I'm thinking so. And like in that video you s- oh man. And in like that video you sent me, you know, she was just literally appalled at the thought of getting the job. Appalled. She looked what? at the judge and was like, Why would I want to work when <laughs> I live she with my mom? A, she looked at a woman that was at her job at the moment. And said, why do I want to work? A woman that has a master's at the least. Ma- they got a at master's. At least a law, degree, a law degree. Uh, uh, yeah, a law degree. And you're looking at this woman. I, I think and, all judges are lawyers. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. That's right, that's right. That I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we, we don't have to be well versed in everything. We're, we're some smart gentlemen, but we don't got to know that. But yeah, like, and what, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sitting here looking. And like you're, oh, that's two different sides of the spectrum right there. You got three people sitting right there. You got a dude that's a mechanic that has a trade, 
and he's possibly a porn star, which is technically another trade, but he willing to make his money. Then you got this woman that has a law degree, possibly a law degree and some, that she clearly worked her ass off to become a judge, and she's black. Got to throw that in there. And then you got this, unfortunately, you got this white woman that has one kid and has zero ambition, and she's probably in her late 30s, early 40s. Dog, that's society in a nutshell. Those three people make up a lot of society. Like, mm-hmm. you got people that have, you have, I would say, one in three people you come across the drive to exceed expectations. Then the other, then the other two out of those three, probably fairly average. And that last person, no ambition whatsoever. Just out here going through the motions, B. Why do I gotta work? My mama owned this house. He paid me child support. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everybody else is doing something. Why do I need to do something? That is society, bro. Am I mad at that? No. I notice it. I'm aware of it. So therefore, as I go into society and, and navigate the planes, I recognize that I need to be realistic. Once again, driving that point home when I'm thinking about women that I talk to in terms of dating. And it's like, y'all out here with the y'all out here with these expectations and y'all y'all listening to these Derek Jacksons, y'all listening to these to these uh these Justin that Justin guy and like y'all not understanding that y'all really are out here looking for a Korean. Y'all really out here looking for Indians cuz y'all not finna get a lot of black dudes that's finna, you know, be able to do that shit legally. It ain't happening. Because I'm telling you right now when you look at the statistics of the black community what a lot of women are looking for what a lot of black women are looking for they're not going to find it you're not going to come across too many dudes once again legally that are going to be able to put you up in a five bedroom house you're not going like, to find too many like go ahead like you said you said that you listen to Derrick Jackson Derrick Jackson was out here cheating on his wife you, you, you listen to Beyonce you love the Lemonade album did Beyonce ever take a step away from Jay-Z that we knew publicly? Not, not that we know publicly. No. So it's, it's, it's like you're, 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 you're this, this celebrity worship. You're sucking it in and you're listening. And, and they're just and they're literally say, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, yeah. Big time. It, that's, that, that was the that is what happened in Nazi Germany, bro. A lot of it was people that were smarter than that that were eating up propaganda, not realizing that this was almost the same type of situation to do as I say, not as I do type situation. Like you had people out here that are making you kill, making you snitch, making you turn your moral compass off. And they're just really just sitting back monitoring it. That happened a lot. That happened a whole lot. My, my bad. I, I had I had a I had a thought, but I'm just like, like I said, <laughs> I, I don't know how to. And, uh, and 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 like I don't I don't want to sit here and feel like I'm bashing women or say I'm bashing women because I had this conversation with one of my homegirls and she's talking. We were talking about basically the generation behind us and their sense of entitlement, especially when it comes to the student loan debt. 
And you have a lot of it in our generation, but it seems like it's more in that generation that, that's behind us because they're, you know, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have to pay for this. Why do I have to pay for this? Why is the world so difficult on us in general that we still need to pay for this? And I'm like, look here, little Samuel, who is whatever. Nobody told you to go get a theater arts degree. You spent 60000 to become a theater arts major. If you can't find a job that helps you pay that debt, that's on you. But we hate personal responsibility. We, we hate personal responsibility. I don't feel like the government should should say, "Oh yeah, man, I understand it's hard." You know, yeah. So yeah, we 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 got you. You know, we no. You should, you you decided to chase your passion. Hey, more power to you. But that major that you majored in don't make no money. So that's your issue. And honestly, and honestly. If I were asking somebody, oh, what'd you go to school for? Oh, you went to school, you're you a liberal arts major? Oh, okay, cool. You know, you're an English teacher? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm not taking on your debt. I don't anticipate you taking on mine. At all. That's when, absolutely fair. However, however we decide to bust these, these bills down, whether it's 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, you know, Whatever you know, whatever income you're not spending on bills anymore because we are in a joint household, you need to take care of your debt. I don't understand why that conversation is even being had right now. Like, why do these people think that we're gonna hold on to only some traditional traditional values? Like, I'm still that's why, like with me, like it's really hard for me to just get out here and just be like, you know what? I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to date someone like, no, nah, like I just can't do it anymore based on the fact that there's no fairness in it anymore. In it anymore. Like, you know, good and damn well, it's hard out here for everybody. This is not the 1950s. Like the economy is nowhere near the same. I really find it that you have to be heartless to just sit here and think that a man is supposed to take on your debt while having to take on his own debt and you just looking like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're the man. Like how, why would somebody sign up for that? Like what's going, what was, what is going on in a man's mind to sign up for that outside of the fact that he might have it like that. And once again, in the black community, that is highly, that's very rare, bro. Very don't rare. Too many just have it like that. They don't One, if you don't see the amount of niggas out here scamming, you would notice, you would have to come to the realization, niggas must not have it like that. I'm Plain talking simple. about celebrities even scamming. You have to ask yourself, why are these niggas scamming? Because they're trying to live lifestyles that they desire rather than living lifestyles they can't afford. That's a huge fucking issue. It's a like, huge I would, issue. I, I will be on, on social media and I'll see these, these you know blue check people and I'll scroll down their pages like, I have no idea what you do. Like you put in, you put in your your profile. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur and influencer. I have no idea what you do. You, my man, you you you're not a model. I can tell you that you're not hanging out with with no musicians. So you're not no A and R. This this and this. Like 
Like, and, and I understand, you know, there are the other jobs that make a lot of money, cool, whatever. But, you know, you flash it with the chains, with the cars and stuff. I don't know what you do. And so since I don't know you personally and I don't know what you do, I start making assumptions. And my assumptions typically are, A, you're a fraud. B, you're a scammer. And A and B go together. So when I, I see this, is, go ahead. My bad, but I remember looking at this thing on Twitter about a year ago, and um, I'm this post. I think it's in the notes, but it's this one chick where she had posted the same exact clouds into her pictures, into all of her Instagram pictures to make it seem like she had been traveling to other places. Like her photo, her that. Photoshop. I'm bringing this up to say I'm telling you now, influencers are scammers. That's what they are. In influencers are scammers. They 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 are going to fake the funk in order to get money from you. The same thing that Mahad went through, just dealing with scammers. I mean, honestly, the same thing Jasmine went through the other day when she was going off on that that clothing company. It's a clothing company, right? Yep. Said I, I, I forget um, exactly what she had ordered from them, and I spoke to her briefly about it, but just like she had responded and they came back and they said, so we got over a hundred messages coming in, you know, from customer complaints, and you know, we did get to you, but this is no way to act to attack us and, and this, this, and this. And so there was like, so basically, we, you know, we can't help you anymore. And she's like, Look, I try, you know, I, I tried to shop black owned as often as I can, you know, and it's like, you know, you not ha- being not having enough staff to handle your incoming customer service issues, but you still being able to post on social media. That is not a concern of mine. Like that that's all on you. Like I, I don't run your business model. So you can't tell me, oh well, you know, I don't have enough people to do that, 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 that. Well, you shouldn't have took this many orders. And so she, you know, she laid into more rightfully so. I because that would have pissed me off. Like, oh well, I don't have the staff to answer questions. That's not my problem. I ordered, I ordered, she's I think she said she ordered the product maybe six to eight weeks ago and she still hasn't received it. Damn, and so that's she was tearing this up, and then they just and then they just replied, "Okay," and blocked her. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. Like, and see, how do you want to be Apple, but you act like you running this this as a private personal page? We block people that don't like you. Like that's that's what I don't understand about a lot of small businesses. Like, okay, yeah, I want to be this big huge business. But when, when I'm when I'm giving a product out that's or not giving a product out and people don't like it, I just block them. I go delete the <laughs> negative comments. Instead of yeah. instead of improving, I just block them. Instead of realizing that you need to probably hire more people. <laughs> you on that fast route, you need to hire more people. Like my stepdad, he he will not get an Apple phone. He won't get anything Apple, you know, whatever. I, I bet if he started writing bad things on Apple's platform, they'd be like, hey, try product. Tell us what you don't like about it. They're not going to block him. <laughs> They're yeah, not going to go back yes. the- Yeah, that's that's not, I mean, I've read some very woke stories about, well, a, very, a, a lot of woke think pieces about how we try to put too much pressure on black businesses because we're so used to white businesses and the European business model and all that shit. And I'm just sitting here like, one, shut the fuck up. Two, 
I know where y'all buy y'all food. I know where y'all shop frequently. I know you guys are happy with the business models that you can't emulate due to the fact that you lack discipline, you lack ambition, and you truly don't have the hustle. It's not hard to to preserve yourself in a manner that is more professional, more standard, but instead we hate personal responsibility, so we make excuses. We love to point out racist excuses. We make excuses and try to make it about identity politics and us being, um, you know, maybe Uncle Tom's or we're happy with being oppressed. But it's like you say that, but I can go in certain stores and price match. I can go in certain stores and the customer service is, is fairly top notch. I mean, I'm not saying I've never been in one of these stores and didn't get shitty customer service, but in reality, I'm kind of used to like, I'm used to a store like maybe, let's just like, let's just imagine you going to a McDonald's in a busy area. I would, I wouldn't expect the all the McDonald's coworkers to just be on their P's and Q's and smiling up all day. Because they get a certain amount of business that I know for a fact is mentally draining. I go to your little small mom and pop store. You probably had 70 customers that day. Why are you mad? That, I'm the only person in here right now. Why are you mad? And then and it's, it's McDonald's. I know to check the bag before I leave. I, I, come in, I come in mom and pop shop. It's just me, maybe three other people. I order this. And I get it back and it's wrong. And I tell you this and you're like, well, what do you want us to do? Like this, I was, I was in, I was, (laughs) I was in college. I was working at a bank and I had ordered from like a little mom and pop shop. I forgot. I ordered like mozzarella sticks. They sent me fried pickles. I was like, I called them. I was, I was, and they, it was delivered. I was like, "Eh, I'm I'm not just going to eat this. Because most of the time, I'm just like, all right, it is what it is. But I was like, no, I'm not going to eat this. So I call them. I was like, hey, you know, I ordered this, and this is what deliver- was delivered. You know, you know, can I get, you know, get my order? Well, this is this is what we have written down. Okay, yeah, but but this 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 isn't what I ordered. I know I didn't order this because I never eat fried pickles. Fried pickles isn't isn't one of those things that I was like, oh, let me get some fried pickles. Well, um, well, I mean, I'm looking at the the order receipt right here, and this is what we wrote down. But I, the customer, I'm telling you, this is not what I paid for. This is not what I requested. I want you to make it right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, this is what we wrote down. We can't change it. Cool. You won't get my business no more. I know that may not hurt you in the grand scheme of things. But it's like no, like you gonna tell you just gonna tell me this is what I ordered. Come on, man. Hey, man. Say, man. Really? Really? <laughs> no, no, no I, I don't even go around with that mindset no more because I'm telling you right now, if you go on Yelp and you see the amount of businesses that closed in 2020 due to people not showing up and not being able to get there, I'm I'm telling you right now that your your dollar matters in a sense of. If enough people pull out, it's going to hurt because enough people pulled out in 2020 and look at these businesses now. They're gone and they're not coming back. 
You know, so yeah, when when you when when we when you take away a dollar a dollar to five dollars, you know, from a especially if you was a consistent dollar from a small mom and pop, they feel that shit. They feel that shit. But see, a lot of them are. How do I say? A lot of them may have like real good licks that keep them afloat. But all mm-hmm. it takes is that good lick to go away. Like some of them might cater on the side. Some of them might have, um, like like you might you might see this donut shop in your area, and you're you're thinking to yourself, uh, man, they they never really that busy, but they may have um, a, a contract with the the nearby police station, and they just you know they living off that. So every now and then, the small mom and pop businesses they get that type of contract. And that's what keeps them afloat. So therefore, they may tend to get a little bougie and, and be assholes like that. But all not all of them are sitting like that. A lot of them are not the turkey leg hunts of the world. A lot of them are not breakfast club. They need your dollar. They really need and, your dollar. And I, and I take it as a sense of you need to be you you should be constantly trying to better your craft. You shouldn't be like oh you know this is just a small order. I'm not I'm not gonna sweat it. So what happens when you, when you know when you have this person that's writing down orders wrong that you they take in the big catering event and the cater and they order you know oh I need 800 mozzarella sticks and you send them you know 40 batches of fried pickles oh we we didn't we didn't order this so now now you got a bigger dilemma because you didn't fix it when it was a small problem you know it's 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 not a, a it's not a satisfying the customer it's a all right where, where's the miscommunication here what was going on like you know, were you helping somebody at, at the counter and, and like, you know, how is your multitasking going that, that this was messed up? I mean, I, I don't believe that the customer is always right, but I don't think the customer is always wrong either. Yeah, I mean, me, me being in the line of work I'm in, I definitely know the customer is not always right. But at the same time, you as somebody that's serving this customer, you're trying to make sure that you keep this customer's business you at least want to let them know that, hey, we'll fix it this time. But next time, you know, let's try to make sure that before, you know, a batch goes down or before the process to order, let's let's come back and, you know, do a double take. That way nobody has to nobody has to um to double back. That's all it is, especially to talk about a first time customer. You don't want to make a first time customer feel stupid. You want a first-time customer to feel like, you know what, I can rely on them. Because a lot of times, these customers will fuck up unintentionally, and they'll know they fuck up, but they're going to pull your they're gonna pull your string, they're going to pull your leg to see if you're going to show them love. And mm-hmm. if you don't, like you said, therefore, you, you're not going to have that, because you never know who that customer is going to recommend you to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like man... They, 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 I, they, man, they mozzarella sticks off the fucking chain. You know what I'm saying? And like, it, it all comes from the fact that you literally sat some fried pickles to the side. Yeah. I mean, it, once again, you have to be able to take some type of loss, you know, especially when you're doing business. And you can only imagine, I don't know if you heard about the Amazon story that's going around, how they're, um, how they're destroying like $130,000 in goods every month. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Like there's like, I think, I don't think it's happening in America, but I think in the UK, they're basically saying that, um, 
there is merchandise that they get that after they have it for so long, they pretty much have to destroy it. And everybody's wondering, like, how come y'all just don't give this shit away or give it like to the needy or whatever or or put a you know a significant discount on it? And like Amazon came back was like, well, if we did that, we wouldn't sell anything. People would just be waiting for our free shit. Make sense. <laughs> like this shit sound crazy, but once again, I feel Amazon is still taking a bit of an L on destroying that much merchandise. But the reality is that's what happens when you're a big box business. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna it's gonna be some strange things you're gonna do that don't make any sense. But at the same time, it's necessary because in your profit, you gotta in your expected profit. You have to be thinking about the losses you can make, too. A lot of people only go into their businesses thinking about the profit because R.I.P. John McAfee, that crazy motherfucker. (laughs) The antivirus god. Bruh. He even had that, that McAfee antivirus, man. What was you doing? I know. Everybody had that shit, bruh. Like like Windows, it came out the box. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even I never even knew who the man was until maybe about two years ago. But um I was never really truly fascinated by him or anything. I thought he was just a, another crazy eccentric billionaire like Elon Musk. But I just remember him talking about how when he one of the first things he started selling was was cocaine. Like he started selling pirates. <laughs> like this nigga's like <laughs> That nigga was that nigga was crazy, man. He was like, man. But he said, even with that though, he 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 had to tap into his entrepreneurial side. Like mm-hmm. he had to make sure that he knew what he was getting into. He knew the company. Sure that motherfuckers knew who he was. Like it's business, and I'm bringing this up to say that although he had that mindset in that line of business. When you really don't got it, when you really don't, I mean, cocaine sell like hotcakes. Like, <laughs> cocaine sell like, itself. You just got to let people know you got it. Exactly. But to have that type of mindset when you selling something like that's like water, you already pretty much know that if you put something in that person's hands that's tougher to sell, he going to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Because he already know how he need to move it. Like, we've talked about this many times. Everybody ain't built. To have a business, bro. Everybody ain't built for it. And and that's the same thing. Like Everybody's not built to be married. Everybody's not built to go to college. Everybody's not built for, um, once again, to to have their own business. Everybody's not built to be a parent. Some people aren't even built to have their own homes. You know what I'm saying? Some Some people don't even need to live alone. Some people always need to live with somebody. That's just how that is how the cookie crumbles, bro. That is just reality. But everybody feels that they need to live a certain lifestyle. And that is the problem. Everybody has removed themselves from reality and they put themselves into this delusion that tells them I should live this lifestyle. Until that video really bothered me, dog. It really triggered. bothered me, man. You're triggered, huh? Because I'm just I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, how? How does this make sense? And then you say, oh, well, if, if I got to leave, you know, then, you know, I'm, I'm messing up the car. I'm messing up the, up the apartment. 
all right, cool. And I'm calling the law. I'm, I'm calling the authorities. I don't know where we got to the point in, in society where the destruction of property was just something you could do and walk away from, but not over here. You keep my car. You 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 paint. You remember when uh we went to we went to we did the no boundaries happy hour that time and I parked next to the car that said cheater on the side. Oh like, yeah, you destroyed my property, and I can you know I get you to confess to it and somehow some way I'm calling the authorities. I'm letting them know. I'm not I'm not I'm not playing these games with you. For what? For who? For why? <laughs> Let me make this loud and clear. I don't do the jail time. I don't mess with police. I, I don't engage in criminal activity. I don't even like the police, but I know the police have a job to do. But let me, so let me tell you something. When push come to shove, if my life feels threatened or my property is, 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 is in danger or any of my family members are in danger, I will call the police, bro. Because I have no time to play these these childish games anymore. Somebody keep my car and I have legitimate proof that they keep my car. They're going to have the police come to their house. And from that point on, you're going to I'm going to make sure that you pay what you need to pay. You fuck up some shit in my house. You bleach my clothes and do some stupid shit like that. I'm calling the police. I don't want to put my hands on you because I need to document this shit. I don't once again, it's chestnut checkers, bro. I'm not playing these childish games with people. When it comes to trivial things like clothes and cars, because to me, it's really not important, but it's the principle about it. You need to understand that you're not about to to throw a fit with me just because I didn't allow you to have your way. Life doesn't work like that. When you don't get your way, you need to find another way that doesn't involve that person that doesn't want you to be with them or in their way. It's that simple. Y'all like to complicate life. You don't get what you want. You throw a fit, and now shit is blown out of proportion. Bruh. That's not you how didn't life get works. What, you didn't get what you want. All right, Ben, move along. You tried, you failed. That's life. You tried, you failed. Every single day. Every time you buy that lotto ticket, you tried. Nine times out of one million, you failed. Shit, more than that. <laughs> but I mean you have to be delusional to not understand that that's life especially if you're over the age of 30 like I literally look at people and I just be sitting there like you can't let go is it that hard to accept your L and it goes back to what we said in the beginning y'all price yourselves out the market and then y'all get into this mindset of feeling like well, this is what I want, this is what I deserve, this is what I need, this is what I require. But what is the likelihood of you getting it? Have you processed that? Remember that, that you know, that little, that little, uh, meme I've been saying that you processing? Like, yeah. <laughs> <have> you processed? <laughs> have you sat there and processed what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish? Have It's a nigga in the hood right now that want to be the next bird man. Guarantee you. It's a nigga in the hood right now. He want to be the next Birdman. And he probably working at McDonald's right now. And he yeah. probably got one He probably got one rapper under his label. His label probably don't got no LLC or nothing like that. He literally started from the dirt. 
and he want to be the next Birdman. But as he's doing everything he's doing to become the next Birdman, do you think he is processing the reality of him accomplishing that goal of being the next Birdman? No. That's a I, lot of y'all. That's a lot got, of y'all women. Out I got. There. I got this artist. I'm just gonna wait for him to blow. I'm not investing anything in in him. I'm not, you know, I'm not beating down the radio station. Hey, you gotta play his song. This I'm just gonna. I'm, I, I he signed to me, and I'm just waiting for him to blow. I'm waiting for him to do all the work. It's not the Birdman mentality. Like and and like when Lil Wayne tells these stories, like Birdman had a million dollars at fourteen. I probably believe it. The New Orleans people built different. Certain niggas are just built different. Like, some people... I mean, I sit and look around. And, you know, not to be mean, but, like, I look at some women, and I'm like, you've accomplished what women I know for a fact have more than you, look better than you have a, have a, have, haven't accomplished. That's baffling. And men, too. I'm just sitting yeah. there looking, I'm like... That's what you really want. You can't get it, but this person can. Have you studied that book? Have you studied them? No. I know you ain't. I know you haven't processed, <laughs> but have you studied them? Because they might be doing something you're not doing. They might know something you don't know. But instead, I guarantee you, it's a lot of envy instead. I guarantee you, it's a lot more envy rather than studying or processing, taking notes. Oh, I'm gonna just envy from afar. I'm gonna be a hater, or I'm, or I'm, a, or I'm gonna try to have what they have, and if I get close to it, I'm gonna make it look like I have what they have and better. When in reality, they should have cakewalk you on Mount Everest. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fake it. I'm gonna fake it till I make it. And, and no. so, as if people think I'm making it, then they just gonna, uh, you know, accept me in and just like, oh yeah, you you look like you're making it. Here's some money. You you, you look like you're making it. Here's some success. Generation they, look, scam. Cocaine is selling like hotcakes. Success is being earned in the back. It has to be earned, bro. There is no way. It's a universal law. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. I mean, I, I, I feel like all scammers eventually get caught. Did, did people not learn anything from the five, the Fire Festival documentary? Like the Fire Festival documentary, it almost feels like it was a blueprint. <laughs> he was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna take notes on this. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it like this nigga did it. Tents and cheese sandwiches. Hey. One cat, one cat on the squad that's willing to suck some dick for water. That nigga was willing to suck penis for water. <laughs> and it's like, my man, we didn't even get to that point. <laughs> oh. That was your first thought. <laughs> He's just out here ready to suck penis just for water. It wasn't, like, it wasn't like, you know, at that point in time, I was ready to write a quarter million dollar check. Nah, your first instinct was, this point in time, ready to suck penis. Oh. That's, that's, nigga, that's down bad if I ever heard of down bad. Like, my nigga, God. Damn. Why you put yourself down bad like that? That nigga, like nigga, that's the course he took. No, it's like he had no other options in his head. He's he's, he's like people was over there thinking brainstorming. Oh, what can we do? Can we get FEMA? 
Uh, maybe we could get Red Cross and he pop in there. Yo, you need somebody to suck dick? No. No? I mean, I I don't want to, but if y'all need me to, I'll. No, y'all good? Okay, I'm going to go back out here. Just, just holler at me if you need me, though. <laughs> Look, man. Process, man. Take notes. Pay attention, man. Become more self-aware. I swear we're the most unself-aware generation ever. I see the things people tweet. I see the things people repost. I'm just sitting here like, y'all reading this shit? This shit sound good to y'all? This makes sense to y'all? It's so good, huh? This this, this is what you wanted to go with. This is is a picture and caption combo that, that made the most sense to you. Duh. You you put you put this picture of of, of your dick print or, or or your areola hanging out the side of your bra, and you want to tell me that it's, it's more than just your body. But you given this is what you're showing me. The body the body is the cocaine. It's gonna sell regardless if it's right. And they but gonna get mad else, when you want it. They gonna get mad when you want it. Oh. Speaking of, you know, I mentioned to you earlier that I was at the gym this morning and, you know, I, I didn't see any any people. I seen one lady of color, one black woman, and she was in her, she was older, she gray hair. I'd say she's probably in her her early 60s. I can't mm-hmm. say 50s because my mom's 50. She doesn't have that amount of gray hair. So she, she was in her early 60s. She was, you know, on the treadmill working out. And so, you know, like I mentioned, I didn't see any other black people there. Of any of uh, uh, any other black women, excuse me, there were some men there, and so how I many black men did you see? Um, about five, about five other black men, and you know it, it's, okay. it's early in the morning, so you know that crowd's always light, as you as you're well aware. So I had I text Amber and I asked her, I was like, you know, hey, how many black people do you you know really get in your class in your Zumba classes, and. And I also asked her, you know, does she see kind of people around the gym just while she's there? And she's like, she she says she gets a few black women on a good day. She'll get five in her class. But she says, you know, she really doesn't do anything else in the gym. She just comes in, goes, does her Zumba class and leaves. You know, she doesn't loiter around. But she's like, she might have seen, might have noticed some people, you know, from the, some black women from the age of 22 to 30. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, maybe it was just the areas that I'm in. Because I'm I'm operating off that, that Grand Parkway kind of area. Because literally both those LA fitnesses are on the Grand Parkway. So I was like, you know, maybe, 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 maybe it's just the area. And she I, not I, the only I am Zumba instructor LA. I know. Yeah. She's oh, not yeah. the only Zumba. I know I actually know a couple of Zumba instructors. I, I know a couple of teachers, and you know, uh, I'm I'm hearing her. But it's interesting that you I didn't that's an interesting question because even what I perceive, like I even look at pictures that some of them post, and every now and then I may see one or two. Those classes typically it could be an area thing, but typically those classes are usually Hispanic and white. I I, I wanna say that black women, if the classes they go to definitely it's a different class. And I think I think more the black women that are really into fitness. I see them going to like predominantly black gyms. They don't really go to diverse gyms. I've noticed that. Like, yeah. 
and I and you could you I just see that when I'm on Instagram, like I'll see a, a a black woman in the gym, and it's nothing but black women in there. So like I know like I want to say it's almost like a cult like thing. They go to black functions. It's gonna be a black group. Like that's what they do. It's interesting to me, but most of the time when you go to most of these random gyms, yeah, it's you're not gonna see that many. Just because I just I think I think that the cultural divide is that bad to where a lot of these people feel like I only want to go where I'm comfortable, so to speak. Like, cause I even get some, I get some camp gladiator stuff around my area, like in a few different spots. And once again, I'll see one or two black women here and there, but predominantly it's mostly white Hispanic, you know? And I remember back, even when I'm looking at, um, some of these spots I used to um, work out at that where they used to have um, swim classes, mostly Vietnamese and white or mostly Asian and white. I mean, like that's what they do, man. Like everybody's so divided now, but the the black women's fitness aspect of things, they literally I think women in, in this area that we live in, they would probably drive 20, 30 miles to go work out with their own kind. That's how yeah. that's how it is now. Straight up. Because I know, I mean, I, you know, I, know I don't, I don't, I don't knock it, you know, if that's, if that's, you know, what gets you into the gym, being able to work out in a space that you feel comfortable. I don't knock it. I just noticed that, you know, I see, you know, basically everything else in here, my, minus um, some black representation. But, you know, that makes sense. I mean, because a lot for a lot of people, working out is a sensitive thing. You want to be around people that aren't going to judge you. You want to be around people that, you know, Especially if you're just starting, you don't want to be around people that's been in the gym for, you know, 24 months consistently and they have a routine and they, you know, have this definition and stuff because I think we've even talked about it. You feel that people are watching you when nobody's really paying that much attention to you, to be honest. Bruh, if, 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 if you're somebody that's a real gym rat, you in the gym, you ain't looking at nobody. That's why it makes me laugh. Like when I see some of these like meme videos where like, chicks being there with their asses out and like they be having dudes distracted or whatever but i'm like you probably have like the dudes that are like not serious they're probably looking at those types but the dudes that be like legit serious you might get a corner peek out of the eye from time to time but like they really ain't paying attention to that shit like i have all kind of women that be in my gym and i could care less because I don't feel that gym culture allows you to speak to women. It's not the club. Like, it does yeah. not feel right. So I've it's never really been that tight. Nah. The only, the, only, like, the only question, hey, you done with this You done with this over here? You done with that squat rack? Okay, that's cool. the most you'll get from me, yeah. And, and, and in all honesty, like, that's why I go when I go, because I don't, I don't go to the gym to socialize. Don't get it twisted. I've been to some of these inner city gyms, and that's why a lot of people go. They go to socialize. I think it's annoying. I think it's weird because I think that there's a time and a place for socialization. I was telling somebody the other day, like, if you want to socialize, you can go to these group classes. That's fine. But if you're just like a, a free weight type of workout person, that ain't the time to socialize. So once again, if you're the type of person that all you do is work all day, and then when you get off, you're not the type of person that's going to a happy hour. You're not, you're not, you don't really have a lot of friends. I think that going to a group exercise, I think that'd be cool. I think that's a good, once again, I even think the socialization there is still probably limited 
because people are going there with the goal to lose weight. A lot of those people are trying to lose weight for their wives, their husbands, and for themselves. They're not in mm-hmm. there trying to. They're not in there trying to make friends. Straight up, I mean, because I even think about the fact that you asked Amber that question, and she really couldn't give you a number because I think Amber is so focused on training her class. She don't yeah. give a fuck about the demographics. She's just like, okay, this is, I got a full house. Let's let's get to work. Yeah. But I, me and you may pay attention to that stuff. Because once again, you know, our eyes may wander a little bit. But then again, it ain't that many people in there. So it's not like, it ain't like I'm counting heads. I walk in the gym and I'll tell you right now, I see the same 10 to 15 people every day unless we play basketball. Straight up. Like, I know my gym. So when I go on an off day, like if I was to go right now, I wouldn't necessarily know the people there, but I know it'd probably be like 50 to 60 people there. But mm-hmm. And I probably know like eight of them because there's some people that do two-a-days and they're the younger ones. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a um, it's a bit of a, a joke in the uh, in the gym world. You know, black women typically are the unicorns in gyms. They were the unicorns in gyms for a long time, but I would say around 2018, 2019, that changed. Gym culture now is it's unfortunate what it's become, but at least I think I wouldn't be mad if gym the gym world was a lot more segregated. See me. I think I like, I'm just being honest. Like, I like certain things being segregated because I feel it makes sense and I feel it brings to more, more of a genuine feel. So when I say that, like, even when, like, that's why it's really hard for me to watch movies now because I don't really believe in inclusivity when it comes to movies. I'm going to say it until I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. I feel like, if I'm watching a movie that's based in the Middle East, I'm fine with the the cast being predominantly Middle Eastern people. I wouldn't care if it was a white or a black person. I, I, I don't I don't need one white person and I don't need one black person there. Just give me a movie. If it's based in the Middle East, let's be realistic. Let's be historically accurate. That's my thing when I watch movies. You can throw in all this fictional stuff in there all you want. But I think that that type of segregation is cool. Like, it's necessary. It makes sense. Now, if you're making a modern movie, I get it. Like, you got to throw... you. If you're making a modern movie about the suburbs in North Dakota, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm going to see a nigga in there. I don't think I'm going to see a <laughs> and if uh, And if I do see this black guy, he's going to be very whitewashed. And... That's probably what I'd expect. All I'm saying is reality can't be whatever I want. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I I need reality to I'm just saying, like <laughs> I need <laughs> the way he looked, it looked like he put a ring on it. He turned it like oh. <laughs> I, I I just like a touch of realness in my world. And I know for a fact that in my world, there are certain things that I do where it's like, oh, my group chat, it's only black dudes in here because most of my friends are black. <laughs> oh, I go to work. I'm around a lot of white and Hispanic women because that's the demographic. I'm like, I know what scenarios I'm going to walk into where it makes sense. But 
I just if you're gonna if you're gonna do things in a, to be inclusive, you still gotta kind of match reality. That's all I'm saying. It, it it only makes sense. And you don't have, when you force inclusion, it make it makes me feel like you're trying to push an agenda. And with everything these days, man, there's always an agenda trying to be pushed. They're always trying to make you think the, a certain way. And I and I despise that. I do not like that. Mm-hmm. I do not like people trying to make me think. Like even on this podcast, we're not trying to make nobody think a certain way. If anything, we just trying to make you think in general, but not That's a certain it. way. In general, not a certain Qu- way. Question, question everything. Just question everything. That's all. Question everything until you're question satisfied. Everything. Then once you get satisfied, it's it's cool. Stop letting people just spoon feed you bullshit. With no facts. Like, I'm telling you, man, I look at this whole COVID situation that's transpired over the past year and a half, and I'm just sitting back and I'm just like, it's a lot of people that don't want to admit that they were wrong. They don't want to let it go. And that that scares me more than anything. Do you remember when we had a curfew? Like, you literally couldn't go outside unless you were going to work after a certain time? Oh, I remember vividly. Why? Yeah, now looking back, doesn't that seem like to be some of the most dumbest shit ever? It was very dumb. That's why. That's why that video was posted. Like, and that's why I was reading that book because I'm just like I'm trying to figure out duplication of people into doing something against their best interest that made absolutely no sense, and they did it in such a fashion that when people questioned it. The people that were questioning it, who, who, the people that are right now, the people that are right now, they made them look like dummies. It, 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 it still to this day, they haven't got an apology. Everybody just looked at them like they were entitled. And I'm just like, nah, I actually think they're standing on the ground that may have some, um, some accuracy to it. They may be standing on a firm ground. And to this day, today, a lot of those people were right. And they have not been given their just dues. And, and that's the type of world we stay in. Like, no matter how wrong you are, you can't just fess up and just be like, hey, you know what? We fucked up. You know, we'll learn from this and blah, blah. Like, I don't think that we're ever going to learn from this. I think that people are always going to hang their head on the fact that they did the right thing. And if they had a chance to do it again, they do it again, no matter how many lives they ruined. Do you understand how many people are unemployed right now? Do you understand how many small businesses closed in the last 12 months? Do you understand the economy is fucking wild? Like 5% inflation, the highest it's been since 2008. Like shit getting real out here. And a lot of motherfuckers that, that, that was talking a whole bunch in 2018, 2019, they quiet right now. Mm-hmm. Stay quiet right now. And just to give y'all a heads up, I'm gonna cut this part off. But um, like even with my job, they're talk they're doing a whole lot of oh well, I don't know if 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 we can you know c- you know if we can keep staff staffing levels as we are and this this and this <laughs> acting like they're American Airlines, like you're a bank. People just because people have lost jobs and stopped working, you're still a bank. Like. Yeah. Your the, the need and demand for banking services are still there. Loan oh, yeah. demand is still there. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, you doing this, oh, yeah, we might need to start cutting people and this, 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 trying to do some fear-mongering. Come on, man. Really? Really? Like, I, like I was talking to, um, we were talking about my boss and, you know, how she she's always trying to, you know, see, you know, well, do, does this person need to be doing X, Y, and Z? Do we really need somebody doing X, Y, and Z? And then I look up and it's like, oh, so other departments have three or four people that do my job and I'm the only person in my department that does it over here. It's like that, that doesn't, that doesn't add up, but you try to, but you got me over here trying to sweat bullets talking about, Oh, well, I, I need to know what you're doing and, and how long it's taking you to do it. For what? They got four people over there that do it for them. I'm the only one here. That bullshit. Great. A. Great. A. Bullshit. Freshly squeezed. I mean, I, if, if anything, I, I don't think you need to cut that part off. But I mean, obviously, you want to take out your, your job title, the name of the place you work. But but even thinking about that, though, like that whole American Airlines situation, bro. Like it really, it, the thing that infuriated me the most about the American Airlines situation is we talked about it on the podcast before, and I've talked about it with people I personally knew that are in that in that arena. You know, that's their employment. And I'm just like, y'all know what's going to happen in September, right? And a, a lot of people like was like aware of it. So I'm like, what is there to really say? Like, why everybody acting like American Airlines did something that was like under the under like they they pulled a pull some rug put the rug under your feet? Like, this was widely known information. It was public information. Like, they only had to keep y'all on for this certain amount of time. If those were the stipulations, those were the stipulations. I'm not saying it's right, but the information was there. If you yeah. didn't have that information, information that affects your livelihood, why should I care? You obviously don't. <laughs> there you go. You know, and let me, like I said, man, I don't like making it seem like people are lazy. That's why I actually, that's why I rather say people lack ambition. Because I think that most people, they're hopeless. Most people, they they're scared. They live in fear. They don't. They, people are scared to fail. You know, that's why they won't get off. That's why they won't get a business off the ground. That's why they won't take risk. They won't take risk because they don't know how to process the risk. They don't know how to take notes and know what they're getting into. Everybody just sees the finish line. They see the finish line, and they see they and they just like hey. How do I get there? Oh, it seems impossible. I give up. That's hopelessness. That's a lack of ambition. I, I can't even call it laziness anymore because I know for a fact that if you told somebody, if somebody had a crystal ball and they, they asked the crystal ball, hey, where, I, where, where am I going to be five years from now? Oh, in five years, you're going to be a millionaire. Oh, how I'm become a millionaire? I ain't going to tell you. <laughs> what do you think those people would do? I like to believe that they get on it. I like to believe that they start taking chances because they know in five years they're going to get somewhere. But see, that's a big difference because you know. You see the finish line. You know your finish line look good. But a lot of people only imagine a finish line and what they would look, how they would look at their finish line, and they truthfully don't believe it. They need somebody to convince them that they can actually get there. That's why they need that crystal ball. But guess what? They ain't got no crystal ball. I mean, I don't crystal ball. We just got Jay Egghead ass. 
That's it. <laughs> Short hair don't care. I, I, I was I was kind of baffled that you talk about you don't like fried pickles, man. I'm not. I, I thought mean, you like fried it's pickles. Not a, it's not one of my go tos. Oh, okay. I I'm told you. What was that? I said I told some fried pickles the other day. I was a little, I was a little tipsy, just in that motherfucker, just eating fried pickles. <laughs> matter, matter of fact, man, I, I have, I've been on, I've been on keto for the past four days. So to the, today would be the fourth day. I've pretty much stayed, I've stayed, I pretty much stayed like under. I haven't ate any bread since Sunday. I haven't ate mm-hmm. any bread, and pretty much just been meat, protein shakes. Um, is is actually it's only been it's only been a uh, white meat, and um, I've ate a few salads. Like I told you, today I had the wings today, and I had I had carrots, I had corn, and I, it was really easy to do because I had planned this shit on Sunday. And I just told myself I actually only wanted to go three days just to see how I'd feel. And like I went from from um, two oh nine to like two oh six point six in those three days. Because of you know obviously the water weight and shit like that, but um, it feels pretty good. But I'm ready to eat some bread, so I might I might end up. What what happened? That's my that's that's my biggest obstacle because I I'll eat bread with with damn near every meal just subconsciously. Like I'll get a a, a breakfast biscuit and then I'll eat a sandwich for lunch and then it, and then it's like for dinner I'll eat you know maybe another sandwich kind of thing or have some cornbread or something on the side just like oh. Bread is almost a staple in every meal. If I don't sit there and be like, damn, I've ate a lot of bread today. Let me, you know, cut back here and here and there and really focus on, you know, what I'm eating. Oh, I told somebody the other day, man. I mean, and I think, like I said, I told somebody the other day that you'd be amazed at how much, how, how many carbs you take in, not even just from bread. But you got to understand that your average slice of white bread is 13 grams of carbs. So if you eat a breakfast sandwich, thick ass croissant bread, that's probably well over, you know, you probably sitting at 40 right there, 40, 50. And then you go eat you a, a burger, thick ass sesame seed bun. You probably already maxed out for a day if you was even trying to do something slightly like a keto diet, because mm-hmm. that's just way too much. And then and then on top of that, you probably drinking a soda. Then on top of that, you probably drinking or some fries, probably eat some tater tots. Then you're going to probably eat some chips. Like, carbs are, like you said, they're pretty much a staple to the American diet. Like, people probably eat more carbs than they actually get, like, fiber in their diet these days. And that's why a lot of people are unhealthy. But I don't want to get too far into that bag because people don't feel bad about eating a lot of bread because, once again, it's easy as fuck to do. But I'm always say this, for women... That's a that's a that's an Achilles heel for y'all. If y'all if you a woman and you in the gym relentlessly and you try to, I guarantee you a lot of that shit come from all that bread you fucking intake. Not saying the bread specifically, but the bread doesn't help. I think the bread and the refined sugar or whatever it is, the flour or whatever. I think that's one of the easiest things to cut to see results or to get to get results like a lot of these women that go out to get their bodies done if they literally just changed their diets and did minimal activity for a year straight a lot of these women that get their body done like they probably wouldn't even need to get their body done if they just did the bare minimum but they don't 
They live a, a lifestyle that's unhealthy. They live a lifestyle that they shouldn't be living. I don't think any woman, I don't think any woman that is still in childbearing age, my personal opinion, that's my hot take. I think if you're still <laughs> within, <laughs> I still, I think if you're still within that realm where you can still have children, I think heavily drinking and I think eating a lot of unclean food is like the worst thing you can do to yourself at the, in that, in that time frame. I feel like from 20 to like from pretty much from 18 to about 40 years old, I think those those women should be on the best diets on the planet. I think it should be promoted to them. I think if they're on anything else other than a clean diet between that age, I think that they're doing themselves an injustice and they're only going to suffer in the end because you have to understand that once you hit that certain threshold, men and women, it is so hard to lose weight. Like I know people that in the gym that you people think I be in the gym hard. I know people going to gym two times a day, five times a week, and if you see them, you'll think they don't touch a weight because it's they're older and they waited so long to try to. They, it's like they're playing catch up. They may they may look decent, but if they put that type of work in throughout their twenties and thirties. Man, they be out here looking like the rock. Yeah. You know, and it's, 50, isn't he? Yeah. I think the rock I think he's 40, up on 50. Yeah, I think he's either 46 or 48. Unfortunately. 49. 49, okay. Unfortunately, they want to promote the dad bod. They want to tell women that you're sexy, whatever size you are. None of that stuff, like. Being sexy and, and being perceived as beautiful, none of that shit really matters if you're not healthy. Like, and you know when you're not healthy, when you you got you damn near about to pass out because you walked up a flight of stairs. You know, like you it, it takes you 10 minutes to, to pull yourself out of bed. Like you mm-hmm. have to have coffee in the morning. Oh no, let me let me stop right there. I don't want to pick on your coffee drinkers. Say, I, don't, I don't have to. I don't have to have coffee. I try to cycle off coffee because I don't want to have those teeth when when I'm older. The, those coffee stained teeth. So I, I I cycle off, you know, per my dentist, you know. And since I'm at home, I still brush my teeth a lot. But yeah, you're you're a thousand percent correct. Like you're walking upstairs and you start getting winded. It's like okay, cool. I need I need to really start doing some more evaluation. Like or when I, it's just so hard to get going in the morning. And, and it's not related to oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Or I, you know, whatever the case may be, like, but it's just I have to start moving this mass of fat in the morning, and that's causing no disturbance for me. That's when you really got to look up and be like, all right, I I got to do start doing something. And even and like my homegirls that are pregnant, I, I was like, you know, hey, are you are you walking? I go to work and I do this and this and this and this and this. Cool, cool, but go, you know, when you get home, go walk, walk to a mile or two. Don't be like these IG retards that be on here seven months pregnant, deadlifting 375. Like, don't be like them because they're idiots. And the only thing that's going to happen to them is they're probably going to kill themselves one day. Look, once again, bare minimum, walk, breathing exercises, meditate, stretch, things like that will keep you like that that's basic stuff that i learned from people learn from women that were healthy that are healthy 
So like I can say that, and it makes sense because I look at them like, okay, y- y'all y'all cool. Like it makes sense. But don't be out here like these IG fuck fucktards doing handstands on on the bleachers at a high school at the highest fucking rail, like on some stupid shit to get internet likes. Don't be out here doing this dumb shit. It really baffles me that I have to say this. It really does. Cause to me that's a sign that we're regressing. <laughs> but like, please, you don't have to do all that stupid shit in the gym to see results. Because at the end of the day, by doing basic compound exercises, you can see results. If your fitness, if your trainer got you out here like you at the NFL combine, like I'm telling you, that shit's <laughs> unnecessary. It's unnecessary. I see those. I see those Instagram videos. Like, what are you? What are you actually doing? Are are you? Are you just mixing up your cardio? Okay, cool. I get that. But this these movements and stuff that you're working on. What, what are you? What are you doing? Some of that shit I will do for one day. Like, I'll do the battle rope for one day. I have a battle jump rope I'll use one day. I'll go hit the bag for five to ten minutes. You hit a bag for three minutes, you'd be about to die. Matter of fact, yeah. I'm going to get and you that's why, that's, why people, that's why people say, oh, man, you know, we can fight. You know, you want you want to do five minutes? Look, my man, I'm too old to be fighting for five minutes. Man, you get shot. Five a you get shot or you get stabbed. Pick one. I don't got time for that shit, bro. Because like I was telling y'all yesterday. If you eat my first haymaker, look, I'm shooting you. Because I don't have That's why I be like, I'm like, hey, man, it's, like I said, it's certain things I made for one day. If you want to see results, you really just stick to the the basics. Stop, stop falling for all these scams. Stop falling for all, all these scams. lipo and tummy tucks and BBLs. I guarantee you, they stayed active and they made sure that their nutrition was on point. Bottom line, man. I seen this uh this business the other day. I just it just crossed my mind. Like I was driving. I think I went on my lunch break and I was. Coming home and it was this um it was this car and it said the Pooh Patrol and basically it's just a company I guess it's this lady or a man or whatever they their job is to pretty much just come around and pick up dog shit like that's their job and I was just sitting here like bruh you can make money damn near doing anything like people are people are that. People seek convenience that much. It's like, you know what? I don't want to pick up dog shit. Let me find a dog shit picker upper in the in the in the, in the <laughs> on Yelp. Because it's out there. And I mean, I wanted to end on the note that like, bruh, I know everybody can't be a business person, but if you know you have a talent, no matter what it is, try to tap into that shit. Before doing anything else, before just literally thinking, you know what, I want to be rich, so I'm going to go to school and be a doctor, and then you in school for six, seven years, and then you drop out because you realize you really didn't want to be a doctor, you just wanted to be rich. <laughs> tap into, I'm just saying, tap into your talent, and you'll be surprised at the things you can do or for uh, 
just so I can have a pun thrown in there, you'd be surprised at the shit you can do when you tap into your talent. Because clearly this person operating the poop patrol realized that picking up shit, that was some shit she can do. And I ain't mad at her. Because she getting money. Her car was all wrapped. Hey. Hey. But anyways, man. If I was to segue into words of advice, I'm just going to say before that, you already know, if you're listening on SoundCloud, go ahead, leave a comment. If you want to talk, if you want us to talk about something, put that in a comment. That'll work. You can even send us an IG message if you want us to talk about a certain topic to just, you know, because we live in that world where everybody be like, oh, you, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? A lot of times, if you don't bring it to my attention, I might not even think about it. Or I may think about it, but, you know, I ain't going to talk about it on the show because sometimes I just feel like talking about current events is is boring. But um, anyways, it's been 200 plus episodes. We still don't know what to do on Spotify, but whatever you do on Spotify, you go and do that. Um, somebody let us know. That, somebody let us know, man. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you got to subscribe there. You have to drop them five stars because if you give us less than five stars, I'm going to think you a hater. So <laughs> let's get into words of advice. And if you've been paying attention for the last two, three weeks, you already know my words of advice are protect your motherfucking seed. <laughs> And that is that. I honestly thought you were, you were getting ready to switch it up. I honestly felt that you were getting ready to switch it up. If I had to give some words of advice, my words of advice to myself and the general listening public would be, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <sighs> you had to say that in the end. I li- oh, you had to say that in the end. I'm going to let it go. No, we got time. Let's go. What's up? What's up? It just baffles me that somebody I saw said that that was manipulation. I saw a tweet. I saw like that tweet or something. And they were like, oh, that's just manipulation. And I'm like, how is that manipulation? Like, And I saw the reasoning behind it. They were basically saying that was the man's way of saying, of trying to end the conversation and still trying to like control the outcome of the argument or whatever. And it's just like, I don't see it that way. I literally see like, are we gonna reach a point in this debate where somebody can say, this is what is wrong and this is what is right. Or are we just here for the sake of bickering? That's all I see. If we can never come to that point, I think that we have a bigger problem than this argument or this debate. That's how I see it. And to me, it's always been the, does it really, it's not about who's right or wrong, it's about moving on. So, you know, if, if, if being right costs me my happiness, it's not necessary. I don't care that much about being right. I've come to terms that I can be wrong. I've come to terms that I'm wrong quite often. And I'm okay with being wrong. So being right really doesn't matter that much to me. 
And if it's one of those situations where me being right is necessary, I know how to let things play out and they will develop and they will show that I'm right. But I also know that if there's a shadow of doubt of me being right, I can, I can, I can, hey, there's some reasonable doubt. You, you could be right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's run it this way. We'll see. Because I would much rather be happy than be right. Honestly, man, like, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I guess that's why I'm so at peace with being single because when, as I'm saying, like, you know, People try to pull that side out of me. Because, like, my son would tell you, like, my son would say, like, I don't know the last time I seen you mad. Like, my, I, I don't really, like, my son do some dumb shit. He may get a look. <laughs> you know me, though. Like, I mean, my, my, like, he knows, like, like, bro, like, you being a fucking idiot right now. Like, don't make me still off on you. Like, like, he knows, like, but even then, like, I'm not, like, outrageously angry. Like, I will... I slap his ass upside the head with a straight face. I don't have to be emotionally angry and intense and shit. Like, I keep it calm. I stay chill. But people try to pull that side out of me, and then they try to, like, make it seem as if they're the bigger person because they're trying to come to an understanding. And I'm just like, at, at the age that I'm at right now, I've realized that motherfuckers, they just wanna they want to stir some shit up. Just to stir some shit up with a nigga. And I'm just like, bro, like, I don't got to block you. I don't got to do none of that shit. I'm going to just let you speak to the air. You're going to be speaking to a brick wall because once I stop caring, it doesn't matter. I'm, I don't take things personal no more. And if I, I'll tell somebody, you know, hey, you know, blah, blah, you know, it ain't nothing personal. But if I read your energy and I don't like what I read, I'm going to distance myself out of respect for my energy. Your energy, you can do whatever you want to do with it. But the minute I start feeling like your energy is going to fuck with mine, I'm going to distance myself. I'm not about to sit here and have this conversation with you and try to come to some understanding. I'm single. I ain't got to do that shit. Go argue with your mama. Go argue with, your, go argue with your, your ex-boyfriend or some shit. I ain't arguing with you. I'm not trying to come to no understanding. But, Jay, when last time me and you had an argument or even a debate? Been a while. Man, gotta, it, I, I think I think what? I was living in like Briar Forest or something like that. Like it's been a long time. Come on, man! Like this shit unnecessary, bro. Uh, it, it, it it's it's unnecessary. And the longer people get to know me, they hear what I gotta say. You know, if they don't like what I gotta say, then what what Jay gonna do? Oh, I ain't got time for this nigga. It is what it is. <laughs> Nothing fucking personal. I'm good. I'm good, man. Like, like I swear, like people really be feeling a certain way when they can't when they can't shake you up. And I just I just think it's funny, man. That's why I don't. That's why I hear that little. Would you rather be happy or argue? And that just triggers me because it's like I know people would rather just argue, and that's wild. People people would rather be right. They would rather be right. Right to what? Like the crazy thing about it is. I really feel like if you don't have a moderator there, when is that right ever going to be established? Because once again, you got two people bickering at each other. I find it very hard to believe that that heated moment is ever going to come down to a cooling point to where 
those people can agree to disagree or so to speak. Like it rarely ever happens. I really feel like what I've witnessed, even when thinking about that video today, mother like she, like she said, I'm gonna tear up your shit. I'm gonna fuck up some shit before I go. Like that right there is never gonna sit right with me. So therefore, nobody's ever gonna be right. That's just my personal no. opinion. And, and 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 like you said, you're arguing opinions. There's no fact here. There's, exactly. there's nothing going to be like like I can come. We can come to a decisive agreement that this is a fact. It's truly a fact. This is an opinion. It's subjective. So why are we getting so heated about it? And I get it. Like I have these heated conversations. You know, when we talk about sports and stuff like that. But at the same time, there is no right or, or wrong answer that you're going to get to. So then why? Why does it matter about being right? Oh, okay, I heard your opinion. I, you heard mine. We disagree. Cool. Let's keep it moving. I'm not going to get butt hurt because, oh, this nigga think Kevin Durant better than LeBron James. Them talking to them again. Kevin Durant and LeBron James don't give a shit who we think is better. They don't, bruh. They don't. I'm telling you, man, if y'all just wire y'all minds to realize that a lot of shit that y'all really get heated about is trivial. I swear, man, you you'd be so much happier. Like, like a lot, a lot of shit is just it, it ain't worth talking about, bro. That's why people might be, oh man, he's so mean, he's evil. Like, nah, man, I just what you if you if you unhappy with me, move around. What's so hard about that? Yeah, I don't know I'm how not, to let go. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and torture you to be with me. Like, if you think you can need better, go go, go get it. Am I going to be hurt about it? Probably. But at the same time, you got to realize, hey, look, I'm, I'm sitting here and be with this person and be miserable. Go find me some happiness. Go find me some happiness. I got to do it for me. I Man, respect I'm that. I always will. I will always respect that. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you hear us talking about happiness, just remember, we're going to have a No Boundaries Happy Hour. And if you live in the Houston, Texas area, you're invited. <laughs> but no, but seriously, I don't want to drag this on longer because this is going to this could be another whole hour, dog, because, yeah, yeah, this could be a whole other hour. Uh, anyways, um, I'm pretty sure we got some basketball to watch. And uh, I... I'm about to watch a horror movie that I saw that looks kind of interesting. I'll get back to y'all on that. Uh, but anyways, man, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you and you're welcome. And with that being said. This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?